The following announcement has been paid for by Journey into Wrestling. Things seem to be changing around here, and I'm talking podcasts, brother. Journey into Comics Network and no JIW? Where's the wrestling? That's just it, bro. We're making a comeback. JIW has taken over. Butt stuff, podcastrophe, the poor rapport, all these new guys on the scene. We're about to show them what podcasting is all about, Chico. Why don't you tell them when they can hear us, Nate? Every other Wednesday, right here on the Journey into Wrestling Network. Anything less is just too civilized. Following is a Journey to Comics Network production. I'm a dude who likes brews. It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. Hello, good afternoon. Good evening, good morning. It's time for episode 7 of Brews with Dudes. I'm your host, Nick Maxson. I'm joined once again by Austin Hill. How are you doing, Austin? I'm doing quite awesome. I'm also joined once again by Creed. How's it going, Creed? What's up, Mike? Good, good. It's going great. And uh, this is going to be a super special episode because it will be our first one with a dudette on the panel. So let's give a, a warm welcome to Jess Wadley for joining us. How are you doing tonight, Jess? I am doing fantastic. Good to hear. So let's not waste any time. Uh, Austin, you brought this first beer. Did you want to give us a rundown of what we're drinking? Um, this one we're drinking is uh, one I haven't had before by a brewery I have not heard of before. It's a, a central state uh, brewery here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, from Indianapolis, Indiana, since we are not there. It's called Evicted. It's a farmhouse blonde ale with a uh, ABV of 4%. I'm not able to find the IBUs, but on a quick synopsis it has on the side of the can here, it says, sometimes things don't work out as you planned, and you have to come up with a plan B. This is a beer for those times and all other times you need to think on your feet, featuring a heavy dose of rye malt and fermented with blonde, with a blonde blend of farmhouse yeast strains. This beer is complex yet crushable. Crushable, meaning it goes down easy, I would assume. This is only 4%. It's really light looking. Um, you guys ready to dive in? Let's get, a, let's get going on this. Goes down very easy. It's very light. Um, Why does it taste like a, a hint of pineapple? I don't know. It's got. I'm. I'm trying to think of. It tastes like one of those. One of those beers that are uh, mass produced. I can't really put my finger on it. No, it does say it's a Midwest exotic with a. Looks like a corn cob and a palm tree. I don't know, that's kind of strange in imagery, but the exotic, a Midwest exotic does kind of... To call it exotic is baffling, because this is... It tastes very commercial to me. Maybe in the world of beer, that's what exotic means, but... I'm not, I'm not calling this exotic. That's what, not what I would say. No offense. I, I'm digging the beer. It's very light. It's easy to go down. I could definitely drink a couple of these. I might pick this up over a Bud Light or a Budweiser. It's definitely crisp, and it has a sweetness to it that's not overpowering. What are you thinking about it, Jess? I think it's pretty light, but it also doesn't have a lot of crazy flavor to it. It is probably, in terms of IBUs, just a flat zero. It's not. It's not bitter at all. No. I would give this maybe the 10 to 20 range, like a 
14 or a 16. I mean, it definitely does go down easy, and it is less... It's just not very flavorful, and that's kind of what I like when I try beer, is the flavor. It's a good beer, but after two of them, I won't have no more than two in a row. It's pretty light. What what does a, like a hand or a PBR or a Bud Light, what does that come in ABV-wise? Anyone know? Never had a hams. You never had a hams? Are you born and raised in Indiana, or are you just here? You, dude, there's no... How on earth have you never heard of a hams then? 211. <laughs> okay. I would definitely put this at that... If you're drinking good craft beers and you're trying several, this would definitely be a beer to drink in between as a palate cleansing beer. But not to put it down as a bad beer. It is a crisp tasty beer for a lightness to go in between something heavy this is what i've always described as something grandpa would drink that's i've described a couple beers like that you know lower abv not too hoppy not too bitter it's you know it's easy to go down this is something you know when we uh as a guy who's been brewing for a couple years trying to get the whole family on board that's always the thing that my grandpas complain about. They're like, this is just there's too much. It's too bitter. It's too much hops. Like, can't you just make something that tastes like Bud Light? I'm like, I don't I don't really want to, Grandpa. But, you, but you know, who sells the most beer? You know, like, this is definitely something that I think a lot of people could get behind. Drinking more of this, it makes me uh, think of a, a more of a German style beer, the Hepeweizen. It tastes like a very light Hefeweizen. An extremely tiny sour at the very end. Yeah. Not not anything that makes you, you know, it's just very, very slight. Yeah, kinda. it's more at the end. It doesn't have that upfront sharpness with that little bit of sour to it like a Hefeweizen yeah, would. But it's, exactly. it's got that feel while I'm drinking it. So, Jess, welcome to Brews with Dudes. I'm uh, happy to have you on. It's uh, You've seen us do quite a few of these episodes. Um, I know you don't normally drink craft beers, but you know, you're know you pretty supportive of all the things I do. So when you see me try, you try to usually. Um, what are your favorite kinds of beers? How many, and how many different beers have you tried? What kind of beers are you wanting to try, you think? Um, I like... Probably I would say sours are my favorite. I've had a lot of good sours. My favorite was probably the watermelon sour that I had. Um, and then I also had a raspberry one that was really good at Upland, I believe it was. Yeah, when we went to Upland, I think we've already brought this up a couple of times, but we got those two different platters and we got probably 15 to 16 different sours and they were all different flavors. And it, it really opened my eyes to the fact that, like, yeah, you think that it all just tastes like a warhead, but have have yourself an apricot sour, and then have yourself a raspberry sour, and then follow that up with a tangerine, and you very quickly are able to distinguish the different flavors. Yeah. I would probably say that I like sours the most because I like fruity beers. I really like sours because they do have that little bit of a bite after them, the tartness, and that... I love that. I also really like um, like dark beers, like stouts and porters. My favorite porter, I would probably say, is the vanilla from um, 18th Street. And I haven't had that one in so long, and it makes me so sad. But that is definitely, that was the one that I had tried first out of all dark beers that I was like, holy shit, I am missing out on a whole different world. <laughs> That was seriously a magical beer. I remember when we had that. That was part of the Hunter series from 18th Street. Um, I feel like I told you about this. Uh, that uh, beer celebration that we're going to, Austin and I, in a couple weeks at 18th Street, I believe one of their special releases is another vanilla or like a vanilla coffee. 
So I'm gonna, oh, no. I'm gonna fill up the trunk with as much of it as I can because we were so sad when we couldn't find that anymore. I am very excited for that trip. We're hitting another brewery that day as well. I don't think um, on Brews with Dudes we have um, talked about this yet. And you want to hear something awesome? I'm pretty sure this being episode 7, this is going to air on December 9th, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to be doing this awesome trip that Austin's getting ready to tell you about today. So you're going to be listening to this as we're in the middle of it. So what all are we doing that day, Austin? We are... Driving up to Founders, correct? Yep, up in Michigan. Up in Michigan. We're heading up to Michigan to Founders, and they're having a special release party. The CBS, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, someone might laugh at me. Canadian Breakfast Stout, I believe that's what it what it stands for. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I feel like that is correct. They've got, um, if I'm not mistaken, they have been aging these beers in maple syrup barrels oh my God, for years that sounds so good yes i think i think it was a a five-year age on these beers and we're heading up there we're starting off our morning with founders in michigan for this maple syrup barrel aged beer Mm-mm-mm. and then we're gonna go head up there to get that to partake in that festival and buy our barrel-aged maple syrup beer and then we're going to take off down to hammond indiana to 18th street brewery's four-year anniversary party where we're gonna be able to take it partake in more specially craft beers released for their birthday celebration and there's going to be several bands playing as well one of uh Nick and I's favorite bands, Drood, which we were actually able to catch at this year's Barrel Massacre release party that they put on earlier, which we got a bunch of very tasty barrel-aged special release just for that day beers. We actually got several, uh, I think there was five of them. We talked about it in a previous episode, I believe, uh, but one of them in which that I was very happy about was a russian imperial star stout that wasn't barrel aged or it was but it was recommended not to be aged so we broke it open real quick and was just delicious that sounds awesome it sounds like you guys are gonna have a full weekend of fun i'm very jealous that i'm not getting to go but i know you'll have fun my my only regret is that i'm driving so i have to just sample lightly so i have to just take these little samples and keep myself inebriated (laughs) so i can ensure that we have a very safe travels throughout our weekend and make sure we end up at a we'll end up in fort wayne that night for a very awesome a very very awesome concert by the one and only steel panther oh my gosh (laughs) and if you have not heard of steel panther i highly suggest pulling up youtube in another window or on your computer or whatever your device you're using to listen to this podcast with and checking out several of the YouTube videos and some of their live feeds. These guys are a very entertaining and quite funny 90s-esque hair metal band. It is definitely going to be a very full day. I'm very excited for it. We are ready to move on to beer number two. I'm very, very excited about this. When I first started getting into beers... I remember my uh, Uncle Jeff, who was on the show last week, Jeff Gagan, um, he introduced me to Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Um, And shortly after that, I eventually got my way to Bell's Two-Hearted, and I really, really loved the Two-Hearted. It's still one of my go-tos. And now, today I went to the liquor store, and I was uh, meted, uh, I met with the best of both worlds. Um, And I am sitting here with a cherry stout from Bell's. 
So we are getting ready to dive full on into this. I'm very excited for it. Creed looks like he is tormented by it. What do you got to say about this, Creed? Dark chocolate. Oh, shoot. You specifically asked for no dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Creed, why would you have a problem with dark chocolate? I hate dark chocolate. You're going to drink it, and if you don't like it, you can give it to one of us. Now let's lift our glasses high, say a cheers, and drink this delicious beer. Oh, shit. Salud. Oh my holy shit. Ooh. This is so good. Wow. Let us hear it, Creed. <sighs> I don't think he likes it. That I looks don't like, like it. That looks like the face of a two out of ten. That it definitely, definitely tastes you can taste the dark chocolate in there though. That looks oh like a God. I think he's horrible some water. While Creed is over there dying, I'll go ahead and read the description on the back of the bottle here. Ruby Black, this stout's signature tartness, Horrible. comes from cherries grown in Michigan's Traverse City region. Warm, dark chocolate notes come together with the cherries in dark a mysterious death. dance to create one of the cornerstones of the Bell's Stout portfolio. I must agree, this is fantastic. Bravo, Bell's. This, he looks and sounds like the way I felt. On a previous episode I did with you guys. I will definitely admit that this is a very strong beer. This is definitely strong, but... It's very, very smooth. Let me take another drink so I have a very forward memory of this flavor. It, it definitely tastes like a chocolate stout, but you're hit with the tartness, the sweetness of the cherries. It's really a, a double whammy. It hits you twice. <sighs> I, I almost want to say it's more of a, uh, like a black cherry on top of this dark chocolate, just because just how deep the cherry flavor is, and it's more of a tart bitterness instead of a sweetness that really pushes through at the end for the cherry flavor. I like cherry drinks. I cannot taste no cherry in that. The first thing that I thought when I took a drink was this tastes like a chocolate-covered cherry. No! No! I think you're just focusing way too much on the dark chocolate. I can't even taste the cherry. I'm dead serious. I can't. Like, I, I don't like the cherry cherry. Actually, I like the flavor of the cherry. So you didn't get the tartness at the end? I, just, I taste the dark chocolate. I can barely, I get a hint of cherry. Now, uh, uh, if I may, did you did you slam it or did you give it a second to no, sit the, in the your first mouth? No, the first one, the first one, I, mouthwash. You let it sit that, down like, You didn't see my face. I was like... No, I heard you dying. I, yeah, this this one I just downed. You, the last hit, of it, you, I you took a critical hit, man. You went down to the red in that one. Huh? That one I just downed the rest of it. The first one was like a what a, waste. a, sh a so shuffle. Good. It was like me just like mouthwash. That I couldn't mm -hmm. handle that. Somebody rolled a natural twenty on his mouth. I feel like this was a natural twenty. That was a natural one for him. I think. Yeah, that's zero. Yeah, natural one. He went to attack that beer with his mouth, rolled a one, and he... And it went up his ass. <laughs> he went face into a rock full of nothing. You got cornered by Harvey Weinstein. That's what happened with that one. That was worse than the one yes, the other time. The oh. last one. Okay. I like doing this. I like ranking the beers on the show. So what beer are you referring to? That Which other, one? that other dark chocolate one from the last, uh, the last one we had. Just on. the last one we did. Yeah. Um. What was the the dark? Hmm. I can't tell you. I did not partake in that one. So sorry. It's it's crazy. We've been drinking, you know, five to that, eight new beers a why, week for the past. The reason couple why months, I say that one was bad, the one we did the other in the other show was bad, was because the chocolate I, porter. I gave that one away. I couldn't do it. Yeah, you weren't you weren't about that one. That was the chocolate porter. It was, it was shake, shake chocolate porter mm -hmm. from Boulder, Boulder beer. I think it was. It was horrible. That sounds good. It tasted a little flat, to be honest. Oh, I think I tried a little bit of that one. His his face and reaction really reminded me of the way I felt and reacted when I was drinking that Saga IPA. You weren't about the Saga. No, yeah, not at all. That's the one you're talking about. 
but but his face and reaction reminded me of that saga ipa that uh our friend zach brought with it were his, his reaction reminded me of my reaction to redanculus i was like Ugh. oh it was just uh, that bad boy was 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 deep i couldn't do it i i i think that was a founders yeah redanculus was founders it was just too bitter for me i can't remember what saga was it's an ipa yeah it was a saga ipa but i can't remember the brewery um i enjoyed the saga i really did yeah, the saga wasn't too bad what's sad is i just went over all of it today um i told austin this i guess everybody else will think this is cool uh right now we're only represented on on the internet on facebook if you go to our facebook and you go to our about section uh in our story we have a um we've got a history of every episode with the guests that were on it and the beers we drank um, so if you hear us sitting here talking about it and you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. You can go look at what beers we're talking about. We tell you the, uh, um, the brewing company and the name of the beer. So, um, I'm going to try to keep that updated as much as I can. So you can keep up with the beers if you'd like. Uh, that being said, I'm ready to finish off this beer and move on to the next one. What do you guys think? I think it's good. This is definitely, because it is a stout, and I was talking about the Sam Adams cherry wheat, and it just says it in the name, the wheat. Um, so this was definitely way stronger than what I was expecting, but I'm, I'm really digging it. I will probably keep those uh, keep those hiding in the, in the fridge for another couple weeks, maybe try to save them for Christmas, which is just around the corner. No, this sounds like a perfect Christmas beer. Yeah, definitely. Hell no. Especially with the dark chocolate and the cherries to it. Like, one of the things that I get my mom every year for Christmas is maraschino cherries covered in chocolate. So, I feel like she would even enjoy this just because it does have such a nice dark chocolate flavor. It's like a a treat. You know, at the end of the day, if you're, you know, if you're just with a buddy, not at the end of the day, if you're, if you're just drinking a beer with a buddy, you're probably going to get awesome, you know, like an IPA or something, just something five to seven, something easy oh, yeah. enough. But something like this is something when your cousin or your uncle or your brother from out of town comes in, you're like, dude, let's sling back this one beer, you know, just, it's like a dessert. It's like a treat, you know? Oh, yes. It's, it's not one you want to just like, hey, man. Let's get a six pack and split it. It's no, hey, we just we just got done with dinner. We're relaxed for a little bit. We're about to have some like Christmas bark and whatever kind of dessert mm. you're gonna oh, do. Dude, Christmas bark with some of this. Now that that sounds like a fucking that, that's what good I was thinking. Just like some, some Christmas bark with everybody makes it different, so I don't want to go too much into ingredients. I want to leave it to your imagination. But some Christmas bark, sitting back on your couch or your lazy boy recliner, just relaxing. You got the fire going. Maybe you got like one of those iconic Christmas movies going on the TV just in the background while you're just enjoying conversation with family and you have this beer in your hand. What's your iconic Christmas movie? I feel like this would be really good with like pretzels maybe chocolate covered ones too because you would have that little bit of saltiness to the pretzels that would help increase the dark chocolate sweetness. I, I put pretzels in my Christmas bark. That I use I use like a dark good. chocolate with milk chocolate, a little bit of candy cane sprinkle and some pretzels. Use the pretzels that look like the little quilts, you know, like the grid. Mm. You doing okay, Jess? That one Yeah, I just got, drank a lot at once. Bottom of the barrel on that? Yeah. No, mine is a, a mine's a, a Christmas story with a, I, I think I'm saying that right. It's, it's my favorite Christmas movie, but I can never remember the name of it right away. All I think of is, is Rafi that, getting his eye shot out by the rifle, by putting the, the, putting the tongue on the pole. Yeah. Putting your tongue yep. on the pole. Yep. Yep. Christmas uh, story, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Christmas the, story. the leg, the fishnet leg. It, it's that is also it's a major reward it's a it's major the, reward yeah the, the weird thing like one of my earliest memories um it's very vague but i remember sitting in front of the television watching ghostbusters and my brother runs across uh in front of me that's one of my earliest memories ever you know ghostbusters i couldn't tell you one single detail about the movie ghostbusters i've never watched it since um and 
Christmas Story is another movie that I couldn't tell you what the movie is about. I have no idea what the movie's about. But I know about the leg with the fishnets. I know about the dude putting his tongue on the pole. Like, I remember watching it enough to remember those iconic details, but I don't have any fuck, you know? I think it was last year I finally discovered that it was the Christmas story that I've been thinking about all these years. And the bloodhounds from the neighbor's house coming in and ruining Christmas dinner. I don't even remember that from that. I'm on the same page as Nick. I don't know any of the details of it besides... You'll shoot your eye out! The little brother in the fucking snowsuit? I remember that. I remember that, too, yeah. So, Jess, you're, you're all about celebrating the holidays. Halloween, Christmas, all of them. What is what is your iconic Christmas movie? White Christmas is mine. It's my favorite. I watch it every year. I've got to watch it every year. And my mom knows this, too, because she's the one who started this. But that's my favorite. I know all the songs by heart. should be ashamed, but I'm not. I'm very weird in the way that I, there's not really, even with Halloween, like, it's not like Christmas comes around, gotta watch this movie. Halloween comes around, gotta watch this movie. Gotta watch Hocus Pocus. Uh, what? I know, that, I know that Jess is like that. Jess is very much into when it's this time of year, you watch these movies. It's, it's a tradition kind of thing. And I just don't think my family ever really gave a fuck about that kind of shit. Um, not to say that I don't understand it, because I'm very traditional myself. Um, you know, I've got the weird things that I do to celebrate, but watching movies on holidays was never really one of them for me. Now it is, though. Now it is. Jess has kind of pushed it on me. Boom. I think uh, Austin is over there getting us ready for beer number three is what we're on next, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. this one? I think Austin would be very happy to explain once uh, once he sets the cups down. It's an all-black oh, can. I wonder what it could nice be. Nice can. Austin, give us the skinny. Very nice can. We have Lazarite by... It's a collaboration of War Pigs, Three Floyds, and McKellar. It is an Indian Pale Ale... And the description here says a bright and juicy War Pigs IPA forged in collaboration between Three Floyds and McKellar. I cheated and had one of these beforehand, and I am excited to share this with you listeners today. It's a nice golden color. I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, Uh, so I'm interested to see how I like this one. It's described as juicy, like most IPAs. I'm I'm just admired by this can. This can got a lot of good detail to it. Yeah, I feel like Three Floyds is pretty good with their artwork on their bottles and their cans and everything. This the hell is that? Like a boar? Looking. It's like is a, that a boar? horse skeleton or something. My take on this looks like a... Oh, that's a, definitely not a horse now that it's closer to me. It looks like a, it, it looks like a pig. Like a yeah. pig straddled for war with a winged demon on its back. It's a buffalo. <laughs> that is not a buffalo. Buffaloes don't have tusks, my friend. Oh, that's a that, those are reins. I thought those were horns. No, that's yeah. a boar. Yeah, yeah, that's a boar. Yeah, a a pig for war. No more war pigs have the power. We won't do that again. I've only done it twice. This is seven episodes. It's the only time I've ever jumped into the mic like that. Bear with us, everyone. You guys ready to jump into uh, the Lazarite? Am I saying that right? Maybe. Mm. Hmm. Lazarite. Yeah. Close enough. Lazarite. Close enough. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, yo, Mikey. Here we go. Alright. Mm, hoping I like this one. Mmm. Mmm. Juicy. Ooh. Nah. That, that, that pulled straight through that cherry stout I had. I still had some cherry stout, but it was a- able to pull through the 
a very like fruity, juicy, just straight stream and took over my palate from that stout, which is quite commendable because most stouts just take over your palate and hold on through the next few drinks you have. And this is how I see it though. How I see it is if you have cotton mouth, drink one of them. Agreed. It's definitely very <laughs> juicy. It'll definitely you rehydrate the mouth. So, Nick, where would you put this on your juicy scale? On my juicy scale, I, let me give it one more go. Let me give it one more gulp. Sounded like a sip. Juicy. Sounded more like a sip to me. I would say seven and a half. It's pretty juicy. I'm 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 pleased with the juiciness of this one. If I were to put a number on a juicy scale, since I know that's your thing and I have not done that. I want to make it a bruise with dudes thing. Everyone's allowed to use the juicy scale. Mm. I would put it at a solid a solid eight. I almost would push it a little further, but eight seems like a very solid feel for it. I I might not appreciate it if you put the evil on me, but I'm going to put it on you. Do you have a kind of top-tier juicy beer? I don't know if I could think of mine, but can you think of the juiciest beer you've ever had? The juiciest beer I've ever had. I can As soon as you asked me that question, my taste buds lit up with memory. But the beer I was drinking, I cannot remember. You know what I would... This is... Not much of an answer, so fuck me. But I would say when I hear Juicy, I immediately go to 18th Street, 450 North Brewery, and uh, Odd 13. I know it's it's really hard to talk about Odd 13 because not a lot of people around here have had it. Um, and I wouldn't have it if I didn't have friends that went out to Colorado uh, for big beer festivals and are always bringing them back for me. Uh, God bless you, Tex. Um... So, Aw13, just every beer I've had from them is top scale, 9 out of 10 juiciness. 18th Street, you know, the Sex and Candy, Candy Crusher, um, uh, um, uh, Cascade Express. There's, they've got, they've oh. just got, they, they are, it's like that's their goal. Their Did goal is juice, and they're just, they're killing it. Um, and then, yeah, 450. You've, yes. had, you've had a couple from 450. Yes, I've had quite a few from the 450. Squirt, the squirt gun, the juicy nugs. Um, I know we both keep just fucking crying. The the grape jam, uh, the fruity nuggets, the juicy nuggets. Like, that were just... There's a grape jam? Yeah, it's called yeah. grape jam, and it looks like space jam uh, with the marketing. And it's I, I assume it's just... It's a grapey, juicy IPA. They're just... They're killing it. They're really good at it. Oh, yeah. We've we've both been discussing before how much we're dying to get down there to get some of those brews because they're based mostly out of the brewery. We can only get those if we go to the brewery. And It's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive, I think. It's, it's, a, it's a move. Like It would have to be – we have to call them in the morning, and, and they have to say, like, we've got – Four out of the five beers you love, and to make the trip because it's a long trip, but the beers are so good. Because that's five hours of driving and at least two hours of sitting there, eating and having a pint and a few samples. Yeah, to... we never got around to eating there because I mean they had the festival, which was right in their backyard, and yes. it was I don't know hundreds, if not thousands, of people. And when we went in um, to the restaurant, to, I think pee. And I think we were gonna eat there. I think we were gonna eat if we could have, but it was just packed to the you know to the gills. It was. Oh yeah. It was a cool spot. I'd love to go back to 450. Maybe four. Maybe we can tag 450 in this, and they'll let us come out there and yeah. do a special episode. We love you, 450. But you bringing up your friends that have made it out west. I have to bring up one of my best friends who is probably the main proprietor in my craft brew journey and who got me into craft brewing 
Like I've had friends that have introduced me to it, but he's the one that mainly got it. I have to I have to shout out my buddy Mike Stout. I believe he's a follower of this podcast. His last name is Stout. His name is Michael Stout. Christ. You His need last to get a Stout on the show. I have I've been working with him to get him to come back here because Mr. Stout himself is with us today. I would love that, but he lives out in. Portland, Oregon now, and when I went out there last year for the 4th of July, I was, he brought me around Portland and showed me that, but he also brought me around to places that had a bunch of craft brews and beers and stuff, and that I know is where I tasted my juiciest beer. I could not, I cannot remember my juiciest beer because I had been drinking so many were you conscious about your journey then, if I may? Because, I mean, you know, I'm brewing myself, doing a podcast now about brewing, trying to dive headfirst into brewing. Like, when we're, you know, when I'm picking out a beer, or when we're talking about doing this podcast, there's a lot of thought that goes into it all. At that point in your journey, were you thinking about craft beer, or was it like, oh, I'm at this place, and they've got their own beer, I'm going to try it. Oh, that was good. No second thoughts kind of thing it was a lot of it i was i want to say at that point i started that way because he was like oh no you need to come here try this beer they have this these beers here you need to try hey you need to come over here and it was probably the third spot we stopped as we just rode bikes around the city and got there and so i was had a solid beer buzz going by the time I got there and it was one even with my beer buzz and because kind of just being taking in this whole new city really stood forward with me when I was uh, considering moving years ago I did a lot of research into all the different aspects of a couple different cities and uh, a couple members of my family we all kind of unanimously agreed that Seattle is the place the Seattle if there's ever a place I was going to move inside the United States that Seattle seems to be the one place I would really like to go it's just over the bridge from Portland and my good buddy Colby's out there I'd love to hang out with him more speaking of uh, beer journeys um, I keep mentioning the uh, blog that we're working on um, I'll just say it's coming I'm sorry about it uh, we've been very, very busy with a lot of different things. Um, the beer blog, uh, I'm the one that's kind of organizing it and writing the the written blurbs, but Jess actually is the one taking all the pictures for it, which is kind of what I'm, uh, the part I'm most excited about. I, I like to think that um, the thing that'll uh, make it stand out the most is the fact that along with these reviews somewhat of these different breweries, that Jess is providing pictures of the beers, you know, the the bar, the the establishment. You know, it's giving, it's doing a full blown review that encourages um, checking out the whole place and enjoying an entire experience. You know, it's not just beer; it's the beer, it's the people, it's the food, it's the establishment, it's the whole thing. Um, and Jess, you've been into photography for a long time. Did you want to go on that for a minute before before telling why you're excited to? Uh, be providing the photos for I don't we haven't really decided on a name I think I've gone with brews across Indiana um, as uh, we're trying to make our journey across all of Indiana and go to every single one of their breweries um, that being said there's 150 breweries in Indiana and there's only 52 weeks in a year so it's gonna we're working it's been a little stagnant lately, but we're really trying to go, and we want to check out every single brewery in the area and uh, pay as much homage to the uh, Hoosier brews as we can. Um, I'm rambling a lot, Jess. What do you think about brews across Indiana? Are you having fun with it so far? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. One of the things that I've always wanted to do is travel, so being able to travel all around Indiana has been a lot of fun especially doing it with nick because he is a lot of fun and he does definitely know his shit about beer so it's nice to go in and 
hear his opinions on everything, and I do have a lot of fun taking the pictures. What's going on? Just making jokes. You're too nice. You're really nice. Very nice. I'm sorry. I can say mean things and, uh, if you want. Please don't, please, <laughs> please don't say mean things. Austin, you stop with the hand gestures. I'm just enjoying this beer. So we've gone to... Um, what's it been? It's been three now. We've gone to three different places. Um, we've drank at least half of their beers. We try to get the flights. We try to drink as many samples of their beers as we can. Uh, we get some of their food. Uh, and then we walk around and take pictures of the whole establishment. We started with Halfman. Yeah, that was in, my favorite place for food, definitely. In Kokomo. So we went to Halfman in Kokomo. And then second was St. Joseph's? Yeah, that sounds right. St. Joseph's in Indianapolis, an old converted church. That place um, was super, super cool inside. And my personal favorite so far, um, we just went to Big Lug Canteen. And, oh my goodness, the establishment was beautiful. Multi-story. Um, they had a patio. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to make that trip. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, yeah, like when we go to when we go and explore these breweries, we like to bring friends with us and make it a, you know, a whole experience. And uh, so, yeah, Austin, how about you go about that for a minute? We went, you went to a, with a, to Big Lug Canteen in Indianapolis. Yeah, that was that was a very actually fortunate trip. I uh, ended up having a short day at work, and because so, I decided to get a hold of Nick because I knew he was mostly free that day i did not know or was aware of his planned trip to the brewery but i got a hold of him and let him know that hey i'm off early let's see what we can do today maybe we can make a promo video for the doom room which he is the lead man for and he notified me that him and jess we're planning on making a brewery trip, and I was welcome to come along, so I joined with. We got down there. I was, as soon as we stepped inside, I was immediately impressed with how clean and organized and well presented the brewery was. But I do have to bring up the uh, humor we had with each other about the brewery they didn't actually have like flights like sample flights of all of their beers like select ones so they were just like well we give free samples but we also do what was it two ounce we sell two ounce pours of all our beers so i ordered a two ounce pour of every beer they had on tap that day and then the look from our bartender's face said more than what we needed to know that it was about to be a long day for him. Yeah, because it was like 10 or 11 beers that they had. And so Nick ordered all of them first, or was it you? That I, ordered, I ordered them, them first because then, I even apologized. I was like, I'm sorry. I am one of those people that really enjoys beer, and I haven't been here before, so I want to try everything. But I don't want to be that guy that says, give me a sample of everything because you get free samples. So I wanted to at least pay for everything and have a solid sampler of everything to where I wasn't just taking a sip and being done. So I went ahead and paid for two ounces of everything. And then Nick ordered the same thing. And then Steven ordered the same thing. So then he brought... 30-plus two-ounce samples or four-ounce, I'm not sure what they two were. Two-ounce samples, yes. To the table, and he was like, uh, great. <laughs> they were absolutely not prepared for such a thing. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it, it, like, we ordered that, and they immediately were like, are you gonna order food? And then we ordered food, and it seemed like they lightened up a bit. Okay, they're going to be here a while. They're going to order food, and then they're going to sit here and just sip beer. These. They looked at us like we were kind of like these like pompous hipster assholes. I get that more often than I like. But guess what? I'm willing to admit that the only negative side of the whole thing was the service. It took way too long to get everything done, but... 
Dude, beer, top notch. Food, top notch. Establishment, top notch. I guess that's the that's Nick's that's Nick's list. There's four things. There's four things you got to do. You know, food, beer, establishment, service. Mine, Those mine, are the, is, mine is beer, food, establishment, beer. service. So more, it's more like five things. So it's beer, food, establishment, beer. Service. <laughs> You're drunk. You're drunk. You keep saying the same thing again. And you said you said beer twice. I okay, like beer. So I would have to say that I think that the waiter that we had, the guy who waited on us, was extremely friendly. But yeah, the speed of the service was not what you would want if you were going somewhere, especially out of town. And we were in Indianapolis trying to get back home to Lafayette an hour away to pick our son up off the bus. And it was like, dude, when I say we need to go, I mean, like, we need to go. Like, we got somewhere to be. And he just didn't, he just did not get it. He wanted to tell us goodbye like 25 times and make sure that he gave us a couple goodbye kisses as well. We'll get back to talking about the sweet kisses that he got, uh, he gave us after we start diving into this last beer. Um, I kind of forgot about it when we were talking about it earlier, but. Uh, the final beer of the night is actually from Odd 13, one of my favorite breweries, but it's not one of their juicy IPAs. This is going to be, it's called the Hawaiian Bartender. It is a kettle sour with mango and pineapple. Um, I'll go ahead and give you a quick, first of all, it's in a town called Lafayette, Colorado. So it's like a, a sister city, you know? Cousins. Uh, what, it, what? What, it, what it says on the back. Hawaiian bartender is a kettle sour with mango and pineapple added. Fermentation with Brett and Nomeses and dry hopping with Centennial. Contribute additional fruity flavors and aromatics. What the fuck was that word? Brett and Nomeses? Brett and Nomeses? What the fuck is that word? I don't, I don't know what that word is, but I need to... If you don't mind, interject real quick. When you say a kettle sour, that is different than a barrel sour. So for those of you who are unaware, most sours take a take a barrel age of at least two years to prep and brew. But a kettle sour can be turned around and ready to go in a matter of a week, 12 days. So a kettle sour is something that is not as common. It's more of a Belgian style of souring. If you were to go over there and take a Belgian style sour, they do it in a kettle. So it's a very quick turnover. So it's a very quick brew compared to a normal beer brew other than the traditional sour that would be aged two years plus in a barrel. Interesting. I will uh, uh, pull back the, the veil a little bit about the whole facade here and admit that I already knew that Jess liked sours, um, and uh, that's why we're drinking this sour tonight. Uh, when Tex, God bless you, came back a couple weeks ago, he brought about four or five different Odd 13 brews, mostly IPAs, those juicy bastards I spoke of, and I smashed right through them. Um, this is the last one. And I was very excited to see that it was a sour. And I'm very excited to be drinking this tonight with you, Jess, on your first episode of Brews with Dudes. Thank like you a, very why much. Why does it smell like a sour? It's very, it's, it's a sour. Get down on it. Get down on it. Mmm. Ooh. Goodness. Ooh. Yeah. That is, oh. Oh. That back end is is mm. tight. Oh, that pull through that that flavor that just pulls you straight through the front, middle, and end. Oh, what, are we talking about beer right now? We are. <laughs> I think we are. But I, I, I'm, I'm think, on another planet. I'm on. I, I, I feel I'm like t- I've already closed my eyes for the night, and I'm drifting off. Are this you is, are you riding the waves with the Hawaiian bartender? I think the milk truck has arrived. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. This Hawaiian I'm bartender. Sure you can enjoy. This wine bartender has taken me to Pleasure Town. Did you just say that this is taking you to Flavor Town? Yes. Flavor Town. Sorry, you I said misspoke. Pleasure, didn't you? The, yeah. <laughs> what did you we, calm we, yourself? We all said what we said. All right. 
So we, we've got it in our mouths. <laughs> and now we're sitting here staring at the four beers we drank tonight, as is per tradition. We're going to go around the circle and we're going to let everybody tell us what they thought was their favorite beer of the night. If you feel so inclined, you can also tell us about your second favorite or your least favorite. Uh, so, uh, Creed, did you want to go ahead and start us off? Tell us what you thought your favorite beer was. Um, I, I say the Lazarite would be one and then the evicted would be second. Oh yeah. So but, you so you're not about the extremes. We had the two that were in the middle. We had dark and sour and then the, those bad boys. I, was, I I'm not a sour fan, but I I'll drink the sour over the cherry cuz that was horrible. But the last yeah, we could tell from your reaction. That was horrible. <laughs> you your were not doing was comical. You were not doing good on the stout. I wish I had a Snapchat filter for that reaction. So the Sa- same goes for you when you had that saga up on. So on Austin, it's your turn. You're not dodging this time. Give us your give us your favorite. What do you think of these four? My favorite. My favorite actually has to be this cherry stout by Bells. Hell that yeah, was, dude! That just that brought me to this childhood Christmas. memory of just sweet Christmas, delicious. And mm-hmm. since Christmas is, as we're recording this, just a month away, just makes me feel like there. The, uh, I don't know. I cannot put one at a solid end. I have to go cherry stout and everything else is tied for second because everything was good today. Everything killed. I would definitely agree with that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, it's real hard. There's just... I, I I feel like there were the the Lazarite and the Evicted were kind of right in the middle, and then we had the Stout, which was dark, and then we had the Sour, which was other end of the spectrum. I'm uh, I love the Lazarite. The Lazarite is like right up my alley for kind of a I could drink three or four of these. Um, cherry Stout is just perfect. It's like I I, I just love that flavor. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and and overall. If I if I'm stuck on a desert island, I can only take one of these with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the the cherry stout. The cherry stout is one of the one of the better dark beers that I've had. Um, but it was I already said it once. You know, it goes in dark. You can tell it's dark and smooth, but at the end, it's sweet. It's kind of tart. Um, and then I will I'm gonna steal. I think Austin's thunder. Like everything else is straight tied. Like the odd thirteen. Uh, if the Odd 13 was one of the IPAs, it probably would have won hands down. Not to say that this sour wasn't just top notch. This is one of the best sours I've ever had. Oh, yeah, this is great. It was just, I agree. These, the Evicted, the Lazarite, the Odd 13 are just so good on their own. I guess I'll go as far as to say is Evicted would be, I guess, a third. I would say Cherry Stout first, Lazarite, and Odd 13 for second, and then Evicted third. I like the Evicted, though. Like, if I was trying to not get drunk, I'd be drinking yeah, the Evicted. Yeah, it's a, it's a silver medal third. So, Jess, I think you got plenty of time to think about it. You want to give us a breakdown of, of what you enjoyed about these beers? She's falling forward. Um, I really, really like the sour. I love sours. And the initial taste with the aftertaste both knocked me out of the water really really good i did like the cherry coffee it's chocolate cherry chocolate stout i like that one a lot um but i would probably say that's my second favorite because i like the sour so much um i like the cherry stout because it was juicy and rich and it was not super heavy but it was still filling um, my least favorite, probably, I didn't really like Evicted. It was too bland for me, and I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, so I, I mean, I didn't drink very much of the Lazarite, but the initial taste was not bad, and I could definitely say that to other people who did enjoy IPAs, I could definitely see why they liked it because it is juicy and it's extremely flavorful but i just don't really like 
the extremely like hoppy tasting stuff. Excellent analysis. I would go. I would. I would agree with every single thing that you said. I feel like I fell short on my analysis after so listening sorry. to hers. No, damn, Jess, Jess fucking killed it. Um, well, thank, thanks again, guys. Uh, Austin, Creed, you've been on here a couple times. Uh, Creed, I, I don't Always really know. I don't really know your your beer drinking history. Um, so it's it's fun sitting here with you drinking so many different beers and hearing your analysis. Austin and I have been drinking beers together for a year and a half now, so. I know what Austin likes, and I'm I'm ready for his analysis. Jess, it's been fun with you going to different breweries and now sitting here doing this. This was this was great. The the evicted to the Lazarite to the sour to the stout. There was a huge combination of flavors tonight. So it was and, fun. And to be honest with you, this is my first time trying out every single beer since I've been on here. Every show episode you had me on, and my first time having those beers. So, like, when I go out and I look at beers, I'm like, uh, which one should I grab? You've got a better idea now, just from from trying them out. It's not that. It's just that I don't know which one you guys have already tried out here. So, (laughs) everything here is, like, a new experience to me. Like, if I bring something here, it's like, ah, he brought this pussy-ass beer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, okay, (laughs) hold on. Let me me get a couple episodes in. Let me. But you're you're getting good enough now that you saw the, the stout, and you're like, now hold up! I remember last time one of these bitches came out on the field. I wasn't a big fan, so you started looking at it, and you're like, "Oh, I ain't gonna like this." And you knew it before you even tried it. You're like, mm-hmm. "I ain't gonna like this shit." I know it. <laughs> and, and seeing that and hearing that makes me happy because he's not only learning his palate, but he's learning the taste of other people's palate, and he's bringing that appreciation forward i don't hear him going oh no dude don't drink that he it's more like oh yeah you enjoy that cool but i'm on this i think i think uh and i'm not an expert by any means at all austin no offense you're not either but once you once you start to hear other people describe the beers that you're drinking you start to associate you're like I get what you're saying like when you say that this tastes like that I'm, i'm getting what you're trying to say and it's and it's it's we're getting philosophical folks it's It's language it's language the moment you know when people are able to find the right way to communicate with each other you know you you drink a beer and and you say i like it why do you like it i don't know you drink a a beer you don't like and you're like why don't you like it and you're like i don't know and that's something that we're kind of working on here is is when you say that you don't like a beer or you do like a beer you're able to ascertain exactly what it is about it that you don't like so it's been fun i I love i love having dudes like austin who who've been drinking a lot of different beers and they're able to have a um a really complex diagnosis of what they're drinking but then it's equally as uh enriching to listen to folks who haven't drank as much and listen to how they try to describe their beers and how and how it tastes to them so thanks again creed i know you've done it a couple times jess Thank you for coming on. This is your first time. I'm sure we'll do it again. Uh, Brews with dudes, dudettes. If I may interject real quick, that latter part you said is one of the reasons why I'm enjoying more and more being part of this is hearing people who have not have sampled as much as I am coming in and sampling and hearing their intake and notes on it because it really reminds me of it and gives me that nostalgia and gets me to start thinking about the beers I'm drinking in a different way again. And it's yeah, a lot of fun. I the, really the, appreciate the it. The totally untainted opinion. You yes. know, like, like sometimes you'll, uh, people, even when I didn't drink very much, you'd come up with the very silly ways to describe the beer and the people around you laugh about it. But the people who drink beer, they're like, Okay, like that was kind of ridiculous, but I do know what you're talking about, and I do know what you're getting at, and it's fun. It's a it's a fun collaborative effort working with everybody, trying to understand the beer better, and and trying to just enjoy different things. It's hilarious. Everyone just thinks it's beer. They think it's that easy, but you you spend a little bit of time with it, and you understand that every all four of the beers that we drank tonight is just beer to someone who doesn't know. Yeah, a sour beer don't mean nothing to the to the clerk. 
a stout don't mean nothing to the clerk, you know. A lot of people don't really think about those things, and all you really need is a basic, basic bit of understanding of the language to be able to move forward with it. Damn, we're rambling. We're not going to go too much further. We're about to hit the hour mark. Uh, once again, I've already said it two or three times. Thank all three of you for coming on tonight. Thank you, everybody, who has been listening to us, uh, liking our statuses, liking our page, sharing the podcast, um, inviting your friends to join the page. That's a big deal, guys. If you can, if you've got the moment, share it with your friends. You never And, and just send them a little message like, hey, dude, I know that you like good beer. I got some friends that are drinking new good beers every day, so maybe you can find a beer that you haven't drank that you might like. Um, we or if love you're that just shit. breaking into new beer. This is a good way for you to, to kind of get an idea of, of a lot of the different things that are going on. Shit, I mean, this is episode seven. We're talking about five to six beers. So we've drank about 40 beers just, just on this show um, that are all different, and uh, we're trying to get good analysis of what they taste like. Um, but we're, we're babbling again. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you to the Journey into Comics Network, Nate Phillips, Brandon Stone. Thank you guys for giving us the medium to talk on. If you haven't checked the network out, go to Journey into Comics on Facebook. You can get a link to their their website and their Podbean and the Patreon. Um, I'm a Patreon for the Journey into Networks. I was before I joined because I just believed in it. Um, you give a buck or two or three. And it helps them pay for the cost to run the site. It's totally worth it. There's uh, 10 different shows on the network right now, including Brews with Dudes. And there's nine other shows that cover everything else. We talk about beer. Uh, Journey into Comics talks about comics. There's a, a show about video games. There's a show about movies. There's a show about books. There's a show about everything that you could ever possibly fucking want to hear. So check them all out. Thanks again to... Uh, the Journey into Comics Network for having us. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this tonight. Thank you to the guests. And we will see you next week on Bruce with Dudes, Episode 8. And until then, drink good beer. I ain't got nothing else. There's no there's no catch line. There's no, that, that's all we got. That's all we got. So we'll see you next time, guys. You finally got him to do it.